Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Are you somebody who identifies as female and you have been procrastinating on doing your work? You've been procrastinating on doing the things that you know you need to do to make yourself happier, to bring yourself more joy and more fulfillment in your life. And you keep saying, yeah, but I'll do that when the kids are older or I'll do it when I get to this place in my career. I'll do it when my husband and I are in the right place. I'll do it when future, future, future. The time is now. Think about joining the sisterhood group coaching that I do. It is a way to stay accountable to yourself, a place to take that deep breath for yourself in the month, to reorient your brain back onto focusing on you, which is where it deserves to actually be, and to do it in a community of women that are doing the same thing. We look forward to seeing you. Hello, hello, everybody who is listening on this podcast and watching me on YouTube. Welcome to the episode on spring and what you're planting for spring. Emotional planting, that is. If you've been listening for a while, we have talked about hibernation in the first episode of season two. And let me just stop right there and say, if my voice sounds a little bit weird or different, it is me, I swear, but I am getting over a little bit of laryngitis. So you get a little extra sexy, sexy for nothing. Congratulations. You are welcome. So On our first podcast of the season, we talked about hibernation and winter, whether that is hibernating in true winter wherever you live, or that is sort of a hibernation that can happen whenever it needs to happen in your life. You can have a season of hibernation inside summer, inside spring, inside fall. It doesn't have to be in winter, but winter is a good reminder for us to allow it to happen if it needs to. Now, I am recording this on Easter Sunday, which I feel like is a perfect day to start talking about spring. So winter is over, that idea that we have hunkered down, we have looked inside ourselves, we have stripped away things in fall that weren't us so that we could get down to the nitty gritty of who we really are, what we really believe, what we want going forward, what ideas do we want to onboard, new values, new belief systems, new ways of being, new ways of living our life that we want now. And so we've hunkered down and really thought about that. And then spring comes. And spring is our time for planting those things. So this is the time of year when I'm really talking to my clients about what do you want to grow in your life? What is something new that you want to purposefully put into your life, put into motion? 
Now, I we talked about before, it's spring fling time, new things come into our life, things are blossoming that maybe we weren't even aware of. Maybe we don't even, we aren't even the ones planting some things, they're just being planted for us. So I wanted you to really take this time in spring to look at what you want to be different, what you want to be new. Is this the time where you want to onboard new habits? Do you want to get new habits started? Do you want to take up some new hobbies? If you guys follow me on social media, you know, I talked before about one of the most surprising things. Maybe I talked about this actually on somebody's podcast, but one of the most surprising things for me when I got into coaching was how many people want a hobby and don't have one. This has been such an interesting thing in my practice is really seeing how many hobbies, how many things we tried when we were younger and how that sort of falls away when we're adults. And I was talking about it with one of my clients and she said, yeah, I feel like men, we, society gives men more room for hobbies, right? Usually sports as a hobby or things outdoors that tends to seem very manly. I mean, I live in a recreational town, so it's sort of all genders for me around here. But I do know there's this idea that men go camping, men go hunting, men go fishing, men go hiking, men go rock climbing, men watch sports or play basketball, or men seem to take more time for hobbies and activities. And although I think that may societally be true, right? Because women are stereotypically stuck at home taking care of the house and the children after school and don't necessarily have room or time for those sorts of things. Again, generalization, stereotype, but something to to look at. We're still making room for men to have hobbies in very narrow fields, right? Do we have a lot of support around men choosing to knit, around men joining book groups, around men learning a new craft, maybe pottery, things like that? Are we making room for things that are, quote unquote, maybe not as manly or traditionally male? Or are men stereotypically only allowed to do and and supported by society to do those things? And on the flip side, are we even making room for women to have hobbies? We fill women's lives with so many things that we don't leave a lot of extra time, especially if you're a mother, especially if you're in partnership for hobbies. And like I said, he's the number one thing that clients come to me and say they wish they had. It's not the reason people come, but it will often come up in conversation of, I don't even have any hobbies. And honestly, this is not where I thought this podcast was going to be going today, but here it is. And I think it's something really important to talk about because hobbies are something that we do just for us. It's something that we do not to fulfill anything, not to achieve anything, not to make money. I mean, some people do use their hobbies, turns into making money, but that's not the reason we start a hobby. We do a hobby because we enjoy the process. We enjoy the doing. I had a client who stopped doing her hobby because she didn't feel like she was any good at it. And she was like, oh, I was going to sell them. Then I can't really make money at it. So I don't do the hobby anymore. Or I, I don't think the outcome is good enough. It was stained glass. And I said, well, do you enjoy the hobby? Do you enjoy doing it? Do you enjoy the creative process, the making of it? And she said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, okay, so I'm going to challenge you to make a few pieces and throw them away. Know before you start that you're going to throw them away. Because the end result is not the point. 
the enjoyment of doing it is the point. That is the point of the hobby. It gets you really focused on the here, on the now, in the present, in your body, in your creative process, perhaps in community with other people. Sometimes it's a workout at the same time. Sometimes it is just a grounding into your soul. It's often a way of expressing ourselves without having to use words, without having to justify anything. So something to think about around hobbies, something you do just for yourself. And many of us grow up and get to this point in adulthood where we don't want to do things that we'll be bad at, right? I even know we go to those paint night things. If you've ever gone to one of those, there's a lot of drinking involved. Why is there drinking involved? I mean, yes, there is the aspect of simply because we don't seem to be doing being able to do anything in American society without drinking at the same time, but also this idea that I can't do something creative without alcohol because I will be too self-conscious. I'll be too embarrassed that it's not good enough. Where when we were a child, we just tried this thing and that thing and it didn't matter because we were at the age where we weren't good at anything and so Everything was kinesthetic. Everything was tactile. Everything was just trying and feeling and doing. And did I want to? And did I like it? Did it feel good? Was I getting better? Was I enjoying it more as I progressed? We lost that some way. Spring is a time where you can plant some of those things. Maybe you start to make room in your life. You take out TV watching or you take out something else in your life that you don't enjoy as much, and you put a hobby in. Maybe that's what you want to grow this spring. Maybe it's finally onboarding that habit that you've been saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Maybe this is the time to plant that and see what happens. Watch it grow, nurture it, take care of it, water it, put it in the right soil. Is this habit that you want to onboard, is this something you can do with somebody else? to keep you on track, right? Can you go walking with a friend every Tuesday and Thursday to keep you on track? If you're wanting to take those vitamins, can you put the vitamin bottles, right? Habit stacking. If you've ever read the book, Atomic Habits, habit stacking. Can you put one habit you want to start next to a habit you already do? You brush your teeth in the morning, put your vitamins by your toothbrush, You want to drink water in the morning, have a glass of first thing in the morning. It's really healthy for your body to drink an eight ounce glass of water. Do you want to put that by your bed? What is it you want to plant this year, this season? Really think about that, really ground into that. Are you going to let another spring go by without planting? So that when you're in summer, you can reap the rewards of what you've planted right? Because you've already got those habits going. You've already onboarded that new skill or that new way of thinking or that new belief system or that new way of talking to yourself or hobby. Are you going to start getting out and dating finally? You've been putting off for so long. Are you going to get onto Bumble? Are you going to get onto that new dating app? What is it that you want to plant? And I always say the best way to do this is to talk about this with somebody else. Do you have a partner or a friend or a sibling or an adult child that you guys can talk about what it is you want to plant for this season? And then I want to get into another idea, something that's come up for me personally this spring, and I think some people might really resonate with this. 
I, as a life coach, I am naturally a type A person when it comes to habits, when it comes to get up and go, when it comes to doing things, having a purpose, having a mission, having something I'm trying to accomplish. I have absolutely no problem planting because if you follow me, you know, I I deal a lot with issues around control. So I, I can plant whole fields of things I'm going to accomplish. I'm willing myself to do. I will make happen. I will control the situation so that those things happen. That maybe if it feels so easy for you to plant things, if that is no problem, if you're like me and you could plant fields and fields of things you want, can you actually do the opposite this season and allow yourself to be planted? How does that feel? If you are that go-getter, if you are that type A, if you are the one that always has the list of things you're going to accomplish and you're going to do, if you are great at those New Year's resolutions, can you let go and allow things to happen? Allow the universe to plant you in the right situations, in the right moments, at the right time. Can you see what the universe has planted for you or where it's planting you or why it's planting you? Now, I can't do this. <laughs> I say this. I say that I'm working on this, that this is something that's come up for me. Doesn't mean I'm good at it. Doesn't mean this is something that I'm able to allow all the time. It is a practice. It is something I'm working on. Can I sit back and allow this to happen? Allow the universe to work through me. This is what I work on in the summer. So maybe, you know, I work on this more summer than spring when I go to Europe by myself. I just allow the things to happen. Sure, I want to go to this museum or I want to eat at this restaurant or I want to go on this hike. But for the most part, I'm waking up every day in a strange city and just allowing the things to come, putting myself out there. I'm a huge fan of the idea that destiny only dances with those already on the dance floor. So I put myself on the dance floor, but then I let go. I try to let go. Say, okay, I'm showing up for my half. I'm ready for you, universe, to show up for yours, and I will go where led. And make that conscious effort to notice where you're being led to. Notice, huh, I've been thinking about going to that concert. Maybe I'll buy that ticket finally. It's been coming up a lot lately. I've been thinking about starting that class or my friend brought up this idea and I really like it. And there's a book group doing a book I've always wanted to read. Maybe maybe I'm going to follow where that leads instead of always being so intentional about everything you do. Can you sit back and trust that the universe is also just as good, if not, hey now, a better gardener than you are? Can you trust and allow that process to happen? So just two sides of that coin for people. If you are somebody who just lays back and let things happen for you, can you this spring spring into action? Can you start taking a little bit more control? I talk to clients a lot about, are you out in front of your life leading your life or are you behind your life playing catch up? 
If you are somebody who is always playing catch up, can you use this spring to actually plant the things you want and be out in front of it? How many people say to me, oh, I wish I had planted that back in spring. I wish I had planted that field or that box of flowers because I look at my neighbors and, oh my gosh, that looks so great. There's metaphorical advice in there too. Making sure that you take this time to plant the things that you want to grow, getting out in front of your life. And if you are somebody who is always like me out in front of your life, dragging your life along, then can you do the opposite? And can you let the universe be out in front and you follow a little bit? Just something to think about. A little food for thought. I hope this helps. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.